Welcome to the Shift Spotlight Podcast. I'm Winter, your host and co-founder of the Shift Spot. We are business transformational experts that help business owners and CEOs shift from working in the business to working on the business. My partner, Ken Paskins, and I specialize in helping visionaries achieve breakout results and scale with ease. We say here at the Shift Spot, shift happens, and we believe our knowledge, skill set, and support will help you design your business to give you the freedom and balance you deserve. Also, the Shift Spotlight is always looking for podcast guests, so go to theshiftspot.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. Hey, this is Winter with the Shift Spotlight, and today I am here with Amber Nelms. She's the CEO and founder of Triangle ABA. So, Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you, Winter. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to speak to you today. I was looking over your company and really impressed with everything you've built, and it really hits home with a lot of my journey as a CEO and the fact that it is kind of lonely as you're building something, right? And being able to make sure you surround yourself with other people that can continue to help you grow, I think is really essential. So thank you for answering a need that's there. Oh, thanks. We really appreciate it. That was so nice. It's true. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, let's let's start out with a fun fact. What is something about you that people may not know? Hmm. I have lots of fun facts about me. <laughs> um, I lived in India for five years. That's wow. an interesting fact about me. Um, I love. Well, I mean, that's probably something anybody who watches my personal page would know already about me, but I'm really into fitness and mindset training. And I'm really a big um, believer in the idea of training your mind, the mind that you want and, and visualizing who you actually want to become and taking the time to practice that. And I am a behavior analyst, right? Uh, which means the, the science of behavior is a big piece of everything I do, which is also something that you can see in the natural environment. That's a big part of applied behavior analysis, which one difficult part with visualization, it's a practice that's done purely in the mind. Um, And you cannot necessarily measure it as easily. And it seems a little harder to tangibly be able to measure, but I have seen the effects of it. So that is another interesting fact about me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. So you're all Joe Dispenza, Abraham Hicks, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, I really too. do. I am yeah. too. Oh, that's I love awesome. All that. Yeah, I love all that stuff. So, um, okay. So at a high level, why don't you tell us what you do? Okay. Well, I used to practice as a behavior analyst every single day, but now I am predominantly working and functioning as a CEO. But I think that's one of the unique factors about how I built the company and makes me more unique than most of the other ABA companies in the Raleigh area is that I actually have been in the position of every single area in the company as a consumer first. So I have a child on the spectrum. And so that's what made me get into the field of ABA. Mm -hmm. I, um, obviously was in the role of a parent and trying to figure that out. And then I went to work at another ABA clinic and was an RBT. And then I went back to school and got my master's and became a board certified behavior analyst. 
and then obviously starting the practice. So I do feel like that's a huge factor to how I continually ask questions on how to build the best company. I just ask myself, what did I wish was there when I was in the process? Okay, yeah, that's now, a great question. Yeah, that is yeah. such a great question. Like yeah. we ask that a lot, like what access to resources do you wish you had when you yes. were your company? Because yes. like now you're over here, but what were you like, God, if I could just get, ugh, you know, for mm-hmm. our listeners that don't know, what does ABA stand for? Um, it stands for applied behavior analysis. Okay. And so it is a type of behavioral therapy um, specifically for children on the, well, I should say it's predominantly used for children on the spectrum. It could be mm-hmm. used in any sort of way. And honestly, a lot of the self-help business books have a ton of ABA in them. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Atomic Habits. Yes. One of his first chapters. Do you know who he talks about? Mm -hmm. B.F. Skinner. B.F. Skinner is one of the fathers. And so I do think, unfortunately, the field of ABA, it is this isolated little world that most people don't know about and don't realize like the power of the science behind it. And it can help in all areas of your life. If you want to change any sort of behavior, that's really how you do it. So, so on a regular to circle back to your original question, um, what I do on a daily basis is I (laughs) sit in a lot of meetings, answer a lot of emails and continue to think through the vision that Mm -hmm. I need to uh, instill in the people that I'm leading at Triangle ABI. So how many employees do you have? Well, we are close to 50, which is wow, crazy. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I know, it is a lot. Um, that, we started, I, yeah, go ahead. No, that's a lot. I know. So that's why I get up every single day with a, a, uh, a fire in me to realize I continually need to develop myself as a leader to be able to lead that many people. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you said the word to, you know, really instill my vision on others. And so like, what are the mindset or skill set or strategies you use to actually be that visionary? Because a lot of times as a CEO, we find that they're sort of stuck in it. They're running around with their hair on fire. They're, they've mm-hmm. got their hands in way too many things. Nobody can do it quite as good as me. This is my baby. I built this. You know, Mm -hmm. so they often sort of, they're the bottleneck of their business, right? So, you know, the way to grow, the way to scale, the way to get to 50 employees is you've got to get buy-in from them on your vision and then how well you're doing it. So how have you done that? How have you actually been in that visionary role as opposed to like the owner operator? You know, a lot of times we, we, we get this, um, we buy ourselves a job, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh, honestly, that's something I've, so proud of, and I am excited about it. Um, one of the ways that I strategically do it, I think I can break it down into two different categories. One is in the development, development of myself and development of others, and specifically going out of my way and saying that needs to happen, right? And then I guess the second part is teaching others basically and reinforcing, that's a very behavior analytic word, rewarding entrepreneurism. So basically what I always say is I have a company of 50 people that have come together to do something they actually care about too. So I remind them why they do what they're doing actually matters, 
why it mm-hmm. matters and mm-hmm. that they are getting to build it with me. That's what I always yeah. say to them. And then I reward the people that are the most entrepreneur in my team, basically. Right. And so right. I bring them together and say, it's not like me. I say, it's us. We're doing mm-hmm. this amazing work. We get to do that. So just using that language. Um, but then it is also, like I said, is really focusing on the fact that I can't just show up and expect myself to be the same at the same state every single day. I actually have to do continue to push myself. Right. And, and I, uh, I have noticed the difference of expecting that. Like I get up 5 30 AM every morning. I get in a cold plunge because <laughs> I've read a lot of about uh, times of people just like saying, building up, like what I said, the development is building up a mindset of a person that says when tough things happen, I don't back down. Right. So before right. I even get in the office, that's the kind of thing I'm building. I like get in that yeah. cold plunge. I tell, I will my body to say, get in there, go do that. Then I go for a run. Then I do uh, make sure I meditate. And then I come into the office and then I'm specifically going out of my way to reward people that are coming to me as problems solvers coming to right. me and saying, we do it together. So hopefully that gives you a synopsis of the main key points. I think development and rewarding entrepreneurism in your team, because it's not all about you anymore. Yeah. If, if you want to on a move back from your business and basically watch it develop into this entity, it can't be all about you. It has right. to be about developing others and saying, we do this. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I love how you kind of empower your people to like allow them to be them in their roles. You know, um, we've got somebody who works with us at the shift spot and when she comes and brings something to us, it's like, it's like, I'm so excited because it's, it's always a great idea, Mm -hmm. but she took the initiative to do it and she steps up and then it gives her confidence. And then she starts bringing more and more. And then next thing you know, I'm just, I'm focused on the big picture stuff now. And I'm, I don't need to, and if she screws something up, then I'm like, awesome. What are you going to do to fix it? Whereas before I think I would have been like, okay, all right, I'm going to get this. We'll get this done. You know, and so I was like, all right, cool. What are you going to do to fix it? Even though you're just like, okay, okay, okay. And then when they fix it, they have the confidence. Hey, look, I can do this again. Like I know how to solve problems. Right. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of owners, they want to be like you and I, they want to be the people that give that long leash, but the personality traits end up Mm -hmm. type a whatever it it often you know more often than not doesn't tend to happen so so as you've sort of scaled your company um what are the challenges that you've experienced especially with uh 50 staff members Uh, lots of challenges um and it's actually even the challenge i'm continually looking at right now is do i have the right people in the right seats yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I have also struggled with just believing people to what they say, mm-hmm. you know, they'll just tell me, Oh, I'm really good at this. And so I, I don't think I slowed down to really test whether to see they had some of the skills that they claim. And just because somebody writes something fancy on their resume doesn't mean they have what it takes. That <laughs> is the one thing I've learned. that. And you talked also about back to that same question you asked me, how do I think I've been able to grow? One of the pieces is, um, don't be so traditional in your thought process that says that concept of, oh, their resume looks great. 
They're the position yeah. that they need. My billing manager right now is phenomenal. Guess what? She did not know what that really looks like. She mm-hmm. had instead the skill set, determination, doesn't give up, problem solver, detailed oriented. And I watched her for like a year and I was like, because I had hired lots of billing managers before. I yeah. fired like five billing managers until I was like, wait a minute, stop looking at resumes, start looking at your people and what true skills do they have and right. what kind of skills do you need for that job? And I want other people that to give, you know, I want to give them raises. I want to give them chances. And that's also, I think why I've had people with me from the, for a very long time is the people that have shown me good work. I'm loyal to them. You're the people I want to move up in the company because Mm -hmm. you've shown me you, you have a lot of skills. So, um, that's a big problem that I have encountered. Um, and that's a common problem. A lot of times, a lot of times the owner will say, you know, I really liked them. Yeah. We, we got a good vibe together, you know, and they hire based on um, the feeling that they got from as opposed to like really diving into the skill set. My partner, Ken, he is a killer interviewer. And I was like, oh, I'm the best interviewer in, in the interviewee in the world. You know, like nobody can out interview me. I could get any job in the world because like I've had a long background in luxury real estate. So like I've interviewed for a living, like all yeah. I ever did was go on, on interviews. So he sits down one day to interview me and I was like, oh my gosh, I could never get a job with him. <laughs> I married him, but really? I could never get a job with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, because like he, the way he interviews, it totally cuts through the fluff on your resume, mm. right? And you just, it does not allow you to get around that fluff. And like, really he's, you know, that's what, one of the things he teaches his clients is how to do that because it's, it's one of those skills, like, unless you've got experience, you wouldn't necessarily know, but it is interviewing in general and like knowing whether they're the right fit is hard because most people go with the, like the gut instinct. And we always say like, that's typically going to be the wrong one, believe it or not, your gut, the one you like is like typically <laughs> the wrong one. Well, there you go. Cause that is what I had made the mistake several times is like, I kind of hired people that I would like to be friends with and they were yes. fun, engaging. Yes. And yep. when it really came down to it, I was like, oh. No, you don't have like the skills. You were just really right. charming, but and yeah. you were really good at saying yeah. a cute story. But really, ultimately, you can't show up every day to do the work that needs to happen. So that's right. That's right. Yep. So as a as a leader and a visionary, like what keeps you up at night? Like the things that worry me. Yeah, with your with regards to your business. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, I think one of the pieces again is like. I would like to open another clinic, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to maybe open one in in Garner and serve another 50 kids. Um, I Mm -hmm. think that would be amazing. Um, The children on the spectrum really definitely need good quality services. And I know we are the best around and because we do it from a place like we focus on quality first. So I guess what keeps me up at night is worrying about expanding and keeping that quality in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I have the, keep that same community that I have in a new space? I do think I have the, the answer, but I'm, you know, I'm still concerned about it. Plus I just also, I don't want to be consumed only with um, 
financial gain to be the motivation. I want my primary motivation to be helping people. And so even the thought of expanding to a new location, I want it to be driving from a place of truly making an impact for others. Not like, oh, I'm a successful entrepreneur. Fucking look at me. I can have that. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Cool. Got four brothers. You're in good company. Okay. So, you know, like it, it shouldn't be a, oh, look at me. I can open another one. It's like, no, look at the quality that I'm going to continue to do. And that going forward is so um, making sure my motivations are in the right place, making sure um, I, well, there again, back to that developing others. You know what is what it really exciting though, Winter? One of my staff members, we just had a meeting and he was going over some main department reports for me. And mm-hmm. the exciting part is some of the people he thought we should raise up to the next level, he was right on. And I was wrong on some of that. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm not on the ground as much. But guess what? I put him in that position now to really you do the thing. You don't have to be. Yeah. That's the key. And I was seeing like, and I kept, I was mentoring him and giving him different books and asking him to think about these things and telling him, I need you to have your eye. And he came back and did it. So I'm like, that's "That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it, it made me also feel a little bit of relief knowing. Yeah. If you put the people in the right seats, you can expand. So I've been reading this book traction too, that it really helps break down the idea. Have you heard of that book? Oh yeah. 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 So I've been reading through that. And so I'm up at night thinking, how am I going to read through this book and get this done and expand successfully? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I I love your, I mean, this is, you're one of the few that, and I wouldn't say few, few, but like, this is your, your passion project. Yes. Um, It hits home because it is home every yep. single day. Yep. And, you know, but you are actually, you know, doing something for others based on your lack of being able to find it. Mm. And you just happen to get success out of it. And like, I love <laughs> that, you know, you're able to like, put all of those pieces together, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very cool what like heart my my heart's like warming right now. <laughs> well, thank you, Winter. I mean, that's why I don't want to lose that part. I want, I want to make sure it, and I know that that's what we've done. Like a if lot you of look part- at people like Gabby Bernstein, she got big and big and big and big and she's still helping people. Like, I don't know how she personally yeah. feels as a person, but you know, um, you can get big and not sacrifice the things that matter. You know, yeah. you just have to put that in your vision and instill it and delegate it and, you know, have yeah. it trickle down everywhere else. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what you've screwed up along the way, because that's like very easy to reach into that well when you're a CEO or a business owner, because you screw up so much. Yeah. <laughs> but what is something that you've done right that you look back and like, maybe you intentionally did it right, or you didn't even know you did it right until you looked back? Um, one thing I did right, it goes back to the thing that I, uh, I said before about building a company in a way that says, what did you wish was there? And you, you can at least impact in your own company, the culture that you want is that um, in my field, there's, it's a lot of uh, people, or I should say, I worked at companies where people um, you came in as the new person and they, 
didn't ever speak to you. It was a very lonely thing. You're working one-on-one with a child on the spectrum and you might be in a classroom all day and that can be really exhausting. And in a culture, in a community that doesn't reach out to you, doesn't check in, doesn't support you, that can feel very isolating. And so when I hire people, I always use the language and terminology. I said, you're not going to be an island on your own. I'm yeah, not just hiring you for you to go sit, get a paycheck. This is something we're we're doing together and you're going to care for your fellow people around you. That's how you make it at this company. If you yeah. are not going to look out for the people around you, you won't belong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I clearly said that over and over again, over and over again in interviews. And that's what happened. I literally just went out last night with my staff um, at the beer Raleigh beer garden to go for a trivia night. And guess what? We don't even, we have uh bi-monthly kind of activities that triangle AVA pays for, but that one right. is one it's just organized in the idea of like my main events coordinator will tell the people about an activity and the people that want to hang out together, hang out together. Right. And that is built from a culture of people that over time, get reinforced and rewarded for supporting one another. So is that something I think I did well? Um, Focused, again, on the quality of services for the client, not about the money, focus first. Just And that are the two things I think that I've succeeded in. And realizing you can answer 100 emails a day, do a million tasks a day, but if you are not pouring into you, If you're not spending the time developing you, you will burn out, you will lose. And if you cannot continue to flourish, how do you expect to keep a flourishing business? So taking the time and emphasis on that part and organizing your schedule to make that happen is a priority. And it it does. I mean, I'm in it right now. It's like, um, so Ken and I got married in September. And oh, congratulations. So he's my business partner in business and in life. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of like had a lot of fun leading up to the wedding and then the honeymoon, we were gone in Portugal for two weeks. And so we would just sort of like eat whatever we want. You're on honeymoon. It's like lunch, drinking, blah, blah, blah. And like, when we got back, we realized like, it's time to take care of us again, right? We got to like get back Mm -hmm. on track so that we can be the best that we are. And with all that we have to do throughout the day, that does require getting up early. So you got to get up early and you've got to make that time for yourself and you've got to allocate whatever, or it means stopping early or whatever it is. And it's a non-negotiable for us because we're always going to be our best if we, you know, get that thing done for ourselves, And I think that's where like so many CEOs and business owners, they, they just get off track, just pushing through and pushing through and pushing through, mm-hmm. but sometimes less can truly be more, you yeah. know, sometimes like sitting back and relaxing, it'll come a lot easier than, than forcing through it. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So you, you are mentioning growth and, you know, potentially expanding. So where would you feel that you would need support in order to do that? Like if you as the CEO could be supported, what would be the, the, the areas like that see happen? Yeah. So that you could go do the thing, whatever the thing is. I do think I would like a little bit more coaching in regards to is expanding to several new locations, the best method, or is a licensing or franchising 
be yeah. more productive use of of time, energy, focus. Would that yep. and and I've never done that. It's just that's how a CEO. That's or, a that's a I, very good one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just because a bunch of other companies do it that way, I never do what most other people do. Me neither. And I'm proud, Me neither. <laughs> and I'm proud I'm of it. I'm always like the total opposite. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I, if, if everyone's walking one path, I'm like, they're, that's where everyone else is going. So I really, yeah. I, I think that's the piece I would need to analyze. I'm having somebody kind of uh, work on looking through all the financials and seeing like, okay, if you open new, new center, what would you need to do and how much would that cost you? So I'm having that wisdom part done, but I still want to ask, have somebody ask me more questions, really the right type of questions. So I can pinpoint actually what would make the biggest impact. And honestly, what I love doing is working with other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I like in and like th- that's what I said. That's how I built this company in a lot of ways is by instilling that entrepreneurism throughout the people that I work with. Why not do that through a licensing or franchising business too? So that's mm-hmm. also something that comes in my mind because that's the best part about being an entrepreneur is that you get to drive your success forward. It's scary right. as hell yeah. that you're um, alone a lot of times. And like, if you fail, you really fail. <laughs> there's no one to yeah. pick you up, but That's at the right. same time, if there's something so freeing about it. So the thought of being able to help others on that journey and inspire them to do that through creating a, a system to be able to do it that way. Right. And since I've no, I know what it looks like to run a successful ABA company, then I could see the benefit. And I, I get calls all the time to get bought out, but they, I'm going to get bought out by somebody that doesn't care about it as a clinician. And so I would want to help other clinicians like me, other Mm -hmm. people that, or, or other parents, that would be my criteria. I'd have to be a clinician or a parent because I don't want to create the monster that's happening across the U S of bad quality ABA. Right. 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 I, I love your commitment to your mission and uh, not letting the the dollar signs distract you. I think that's that's like I, I really respect that because you know a dollar is a dollar is a dollar. But mm-hmm. like your your passion and your meaning, I actually get a little. I got a little teary eyed with it because just I can see how much you like love what you do, and I just think that's Thank really you. great. Thank you. Um, my and one of my really good friends' children are on the spectrum, and they do need help. I mean, she yes. she is very taken care of financially in terms of like she's able to stay home with her son and all of That's that. Great. But you know, I mean, I I just I I when I come visit and hang out and see what you go through and like how mm-hmm. hard it is, it's like mm-hmm. um, I just sit there and all like, wow, how do you do this? You know, because <laughs> yeah. It's just, you're on all of the time. I mean, you're on all of the time. So yeah. And um, for myself, my, my kid doesn't have any issues really now. I don't have to, and, and see, I, and I promised myself if he got to that point, he basically is, he's self-sufficient, independent. I don't have to work. I knew I wanted to give back in that way. I was like, how do I make this possible? And my saddest point is that people take advantage of families that are in such a desperate state and they give them watered down services. And it really, really angers me to think that it does suck. People are turning it into something where let's just turn it around and do a thing where it's like, no, let's do this really well. 
let's support them as well as we and with the best quality so that they hopefully can be like my kid and just go off and go to private school and like live an awesome life and not have to be in intensive services their whole life. Right. Uh, and not everybody, even kids that get high quality can be like that. I feel like mine's a, a story that doesn't happen every single time, but if nothing else, they shouldn't be given watered down bad services that when families are desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So if you could, um, do it all over again, speaking to your younger self or a less experienced self, what would your advice be to you now that you've sort of gone through it in terms of how to build a business or do something right when building your business? Like if you could just go back to your younger self, um, hmm, this is going to probably seem a little bit strange, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would have said, be more confident in yourself, Amber. Yeah. I would have said, I think that's a good one though. I mean, honestly, yeah. Confidence and, is, is hugely important. And, yeah. and, and it's like, you don't have to do everything right. I, I remember when I first got started into real estate, I did not know what I was doing, but I was so sure I was going to make it. And I was so hungry, literally and physically. Um, and so like, people would ask me things that I didn't know the answers to. And I would be like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to get right back to you. And it's like, <laughs> I, I was just so confident in saying, I don't know mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that it didn't matter that I didn't know. And mm-hmm. uh, so I've always been like really good at like faking it until you make it kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just find that like, you will learn these things along the way and everything will sort of fall into place. But like to have confidence in yourself and to, have confident, like exude confidence to your prospective clients, whoever they may be. It's a really important aspect of, you know, people do business with people they like, yes, but more importantly, people do business with people they feel confident about. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, have that, it, it translates into so many different avenues. Yeah. So yeah, that's the younger self I would have said, you know, um, spend time also just really being alone and being happy with who you are. And if you can do that and, and really be confident in those pieces, when you stand in front of people that have been doing it much longer, you, you have this calm peace and trust in like, no, I, I know what I, who I am and what I bring to the table. I know who I've developed myself to be. And then, I mean, cause I have hard questions or, you know, families that, say really intense stuff to me sometimes on the phone or staff members that need something that can feel overwhelming at the time. But if you haven't spent the time really developing that calm confidence, you're going to be pushed over very easily. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I would have urged myself to spend that time really developing it sooner because it would have helped me be able to stay Uh, very strong in the storm, which obviously I stayed strong. (laughs) I made it to this point, but there were some times where I felt like I was just getting pushed around. And if I had learned that faster, that would have been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's, what's 2024 going to be all about? Well, um, I am planning on really developing my own personal brand, honestly, Mm -hmm. is maybe starting a podcast myself. Um, I mean, I'm, debating whether that's the right choice or not. I just like learning. I just mm-hmm. want to continue to want to learn and grow. And I can see the 
uh, thought process. I don't even know if that was one of your thought processes winter in doing a podcast, but like you get to meet other high level performers, yes. hear what they, they have learned, pick up on patterns. That's another yep. key factor about entrepreneurs. Successful entrepreneurs tend to be pattern. Um, they recognize patterns and yep. focus on that. And so that's one benefit I could see in doing a podcast is that you continue to start seeing patterns of yes. those being the pieces that you need to continue to develop in yourself. And that's what makes me come alive. It's just growing and challenge mm-hmm. and learning. And so yeah. um, that is one thing I'm planning on continuing to develop more of that entrepreneur support and however that looks, maybe um, cause I also do have a nonprofit company, so I have thoughts in regards to being able to support that mm-hmm. by also leaning on, okay, with entrepreneur, like support, if you buy a ticket to come with me on a trip, then it helps support the nonprofit that I'm working to build. So that's in 2024, open another clinic, like I said, um, and be able to hopefully do speaking engagements. I, I, I spend at least um, four days out of the week working on some sort of speech that I give and put on my personal Instagram. Nice. <laughs> because, yeah, wow. like, why You're not? Devoted. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, it, it doesn't You've matter. Got the time for sure. Well, I mean, it's not like a long speech, it's like one minute, but it's yeah. just, it's more of the idea of I know what I want and everything that I have read and understood about how to get there. It's not from some sort of lucky break. Sometimes it is, but it's also just about the consistency of doing it. And if I want to build the skill, then it doesn't matter if I have a large audience or not. It's just it's a right. matter of right. showing up every day to exactly. do it. Exactly. So yeah, the plan is hopefully to get paid to do speaking someday. Too, That's right? fun. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd be a very engaging speaker. Thank you. That's very encouraging. And you have done a really good job being very encouraging. And I really appreciate you taking the time um, to note those things. A lot of times I've been on some podcasts before and you could tell the person leading it is not really engaged. And I really appreciate that winter, you taking the time to do that and to note the things that can be an encouragement. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. So um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, potentially one day get in, um, involved in your franchise, maybe, uh, what would be the best way uh, that people could get a hold of you? Is it triangleaba.com? That's correct. You can go on the website or you can email me at amber at triangleaba.com. All right. Well, this this podcast was extra special to me. Um, I feel like Aww. we're like soul sisters in a way. Um, so thank you so, so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you winter for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the shift spotlight podcast. If you are a service-based business owner, CEO, founder, or co-founder with under 10 years of experience, and you are in the trenches of growing your idea or business and want to bring your inspiring story of change, challenge, and success all while promoting your business and gaining exposure with a remarkable and influential network, we are actively searching for podcast guests who can share their journey. Please visit theshiftspot.com forward slash podcast to apply today. And if you are a listener, I'd love to give a shout out to your business, to our entire audience for free. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or follow our newsletter by going to LinkedIn and searching The Shift Spot. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean the world to me and my team. 
We believe every person has a message that can positively impact the world, and we love our community who listens and shares our program. Together, we are empowering one another as shift leaders. Hit subscribe to be inspired and motivated. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you and your growing business. We will see you next time.